so you didn't watch the Golden Globes this week. I did not. I did watch a clip of Jodie Foster talking. Oh, she was all crazy and shit? Man, I am surprised of all the people who would not watch the Golden Globes this week. Because it's it's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler hosting, and you're a huge fan of both those guys. What happened? What were you doing on Sunday night? I can't remember. I was doing something else. It was musty TV. Oh, Sunday night, I was babysitting for a friend, and then another friend came over. Oh, God, I shouldn't drink. I forgot. I'm... uh, starting this week, I'm recording with a headset mic, so anything I, like, if I breathe weird, if I drink or anything like that, it's going to sound extra disgusting. So, Bill, stop hyperventilating. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so Golden Globes, yeah, you missed it. Who had the most Golden Globes? I would say Salma Hayek. Yeah. I would say, oh, my God. Did, did I flip out at you about how cute um, Hunger Games was? That is a cute lady. Are you just now cluing into the fact that she's totally adorable? I had no idea. She's also fucking hilarious. She's a weirdo. How'd you know this? She's a weirdo. It's not like she's hilarious in Hunger Games. Well, no, but I mean, in any interview ever, she's just a hilarious weirdo. She's kind of a sassy goofball. Oh, yeah, she's an idiot. No, she's she's not an idiot. She's just a weirdo. She's very open about it. I had no idea that she is the, "Mm, yeah, okay girl. Yeah. Did you ever see that gift? Yeah. That That is her. When she showed up and I was like, I love how you know people from gifts. Well, I had never. (laughs) I like that Haywire gift. Gifts that I do movies or I TV like the shows these days. Gift. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Bill, I Bill, hey Bill, do you like the <laughs> gift? Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got some on your face. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. A uh, little bit ago, Andy got hot cocoa on my face. So oh, that's... that was what you were joking about. Yeah, like, what, what, what happened? Fuck did that mean, Bill? Oh. Annie anyway, just, what, you Jennifer Lawrence. You just I can't believe a, a mature woman in the early 21st century cannot appreciate a bukkake joke. Bill, how did you realize that Jennifer Lawrence is adorable? I thought for the longest time, okay, for the longest time I thought the, hmm, okay, yeah, right, girl. I thought that was, what's the chick from the Born Identity that you had a crush on? Julia You've got to have a crush on, on Dude, this chick. they're not. They're, they're not. totally of the same kind of like, like Bill, angelic Bill, face, duck Bill, lips. It's okay if all white people look like. I know I you're a sociopath and you can't identify faces. <laughs> It's okay. I'm just saying Jennifer Lawrence is goddamn cute. She's cute. Yeah, she's really cute. She's cute. But how do you not have a crush on her, but you have a crush on, uh, what's her face? Duck face. I do have a crush on Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, she's just a baby. Saying. I'm yelling at you for not having a big enough crush, I she's guess. She's a baby, so. Well, everyone's. Of, man, you know, once you get to be almost 30, everyone's no. a baby. No, see, because the thing is, is that, is, like, I, I look at them and I go, you're a child. You're younger than my little how sister. How old is Jennifer Lawrence? She's a child. She's like, like what, 23? She's a child. Okay. I'm just saying. Bill said to grass on the field. <laughs> if you've been menstruating for a decade, it's okay. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but no, no she was super cute. She, but yeah, she's uh, she had probably had the most, she had probably the, like, the warmest, kind of funniest uh, uh, acceptance speech. Yeah, yeah, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Oh, they what won she around for? for? Ooh, Hunger Games? Yeah, Hunger, Hunger Games she won, won for? for. What the hell? This is, is the Is it movie. the Silver Linings playbook? Is I never heard of that until the Oscar nominations came out. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the hell is that movie? And I guess it's a, uh, written and directed by David O. Bill, Russell. We talked about it last week. Remember? I know, but he's the crazy guy who did Three Kings, and he's supposed to be a huge asshole. I think yeah, Lily Tomlin tried to punch him to death or something. He was the guy who did the Uncharted movie, isn't that him? Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Thank God he's, he made Silver Linings Playbook and not Uncharted. <laughs> well, I guess Jennifer Lawrence could have been made a, not a bad uh, Chloe or something. I don't know. Chlo- How about Elena? Why Elena! Chlo- Wait, which what? one's Chloe? Chloe. <laughs> Chloe is the one that you bang in, in two. She's never going to be in an Uncharted movie. That's the thing, because she, they had an Uncharted movie. They had to have Chloe, 
And they're never going to cast, like, what's her name? Because she's, like, 45 years old yeah. and kind of string being arms. I would at least prefer them to cast a not-white lady. That would be my only request. For Chloe? Yes. Is Chloe supposed to be not white? No. She's kind of she's kind of <laughs> vaguely brown. <laughs> Do you think she's just really tan? I don't know. What the hell nationality is she supposed to be? She's British and kind well, of tan. The lady who voices her is Aussie. Oh, she is? And... Oh, I thought she was English. Okay. I think she's. This has me. nothing to do with the Golden Globes. This is. Bill, hey tell guys. me about them Bo- Golden Globes, Bill. Oh man. Tell me about them TV. Amy Poehler had show. fake teeth. <laughs> she had fake monster teeth. And well, they would do this thing sometimes when they would call, you know, they'd be announcing the the nominees for certain awards. Uh, Amy Poehler or Tina Fey would sneak out into the audience and pretend to be fake nominees. <laughs> and then all kinds of fun stuff is. <laughs> I don't even know why I brought up the Golden Globes. It wasn't like that interesting or anything like that. I, it sounds like I just want to watch the highlights. Um, yeah, no, Jodie Foster, she kind of half-assed kind of came out. Well, the whole fucking point of her speech was, hey, motherfuckers, privacy. It was still kind of weird to be like, I, she never even actually came out gay. She's like, I, my my best friend, Susan. She said her ex-partner. Well, she could have been business partner. <laughs> it could have been cowboys together or something like that. It was kind of a weirdly rambling speech, though. Well, it was yeah, kind of like, if you didn't know what she was cuff. talking about, you think she had just lost her fucking mind Whatever. on stage. That is what I've heard from every single straight white man. Man, and they had a lot of balls. They had a lot of balls because, did you see, who, well, you didn't see the, the broadcast, you didn't see who got, like, the the table front row center was Mel Gibson. Yeah. To put him right front row. And how do you put a bunch of comedians on stage and put Mel Gibson on the front row? And, like, I guess maybe part of the contract, if you have Mel Gibson there these days, you can't make jokes about Mel Gibson. Because I can't imagine being a comedian on stage at the Golden Globes making jokes about Hollywood and Mel Gibson sitting three feet in front of you. There are you a just lot of crazy like people in Gibson. that audience, dude. Yeah. That's cute, though. Tina that's a good thing. Just because you gave up on 30 Rock and, and Parks and Recreation years ago while I, I stuck with it. I just watched Parks and Rec this week, motherfucker. Oh, it was cute. <laughs> what happened this week? There was an Indian there was, guy. <laughs> there, no, there, the, uh, the, she faked an Indian burial ground <laughs> so that they could have a park. You get this. And everybody had their um, their uh, bachelor parties. Yeah, that's right. And Ben's was the one who played board games and drink beer. And he made shirts for everybody. It was adorable. Ben White continues to be the best nerd on TV. He's great. Um, and also, the male gays had a good week this week because you got Rashida Jones eating penis gummy penises. Which is, I guess is more of a Yonic symbol monster kind of thing. Maybe that's not a good thing if you're a guy you want to watch is a woman eating penises. But it's, it may as well have been a gummy worm for all. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like it was. But they still a, like, like pixelated them out. It was still kind of funny. Unless you're a very sad man. Yeah, but what? Anyway, what did I do this week? I went to go see uh, the Backspace Bar here in Portland. It's doing a Tarantino. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm still drinking. I got the headset on. This is going to sound disgusting. <laughs> so you can always mute your track only. Have you ever considered that? Want to be take a for sip? the whole podcast? Well, no, Bill. Oh, is there a thing? Sip. There should be a mute button on here. Just Bill, go click. Bill, you just a sip you just drop the audio in your track. Ah, who edits these days? Come on, <laughs> seriously. There's no, as you, the listeners at home, know, there's no <laughs> editing in the boy there's audio podcast. There's nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the Backspace Bar in celebration of Django Unchained has been doing a Tarantino film festival. Oh, really? Where like Do once they a have... week. A screening, like what? How do they show? Have you ever stuff? been to the backspace bar? Yeah, it's got the. It's like four stories tall. It's like this big open space. It's in the fly space of an old movie theater, and there was a like a vaudeville Maybe movie theater. Been to the backspace so, bar? You know Is that in have... the backspace? It's in the back of the. Back oh, deck. maybe I've never seen that because I've been in the video game part. Of it's backspace, their pool but... hall. Okay, no, I've never seen that then. So, um, 
so they have um uh they've got this big four-story mural on mm-hmm. this one wall and they just drop a screen over it and screen movies it's still a bar and a pool hall so oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You it's know, not like a balls clacking together yeah. and all that bullshit but I know, yeah, giggle, giggle like what? Well, this is coming right after a Bukaki. Come on, <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, I didn't know they were doing a, a Tarantino's film series until I was looking up information on the Baghdad, and then they said, next movie, Death Proof. Oh. This is like a fucking course we're going to go see Death Proof. And what's great is that we showed up, and they had Tar- they had uh, Kill Bill up on the screen, like the menu for it. Yeah. And so we went up to the bar, like, what's going on? I thought we were going to watch Death Proof. And the guy says, we lost our Blu-ray, so we can't. we're just going to watch Kill Bill again. And Foley just gets this fiery look in her eye and leaves and goes get and gets our Blu-ray of Death Proof and comes back. <laughs> it was a fun time. What's great is that so it was it was Foley and myself, our uh, friends of the podcast, Conley and Jimmy, and then this crazy woman sitting in the corner. She's like, "I'm glad you got it because I've never seen this before." This woman, she she made overlong eye contact. She had two laptops on the desk in front of, on the table in front of her. That she one like an had, older woman because I just I just she was like, like maybe 35, 40, like yeah. somewhere between there, and uh, she I one of them had YouTube open and I think she was live streaming or something. I don't know. It was fucking weird. Something's going on. She yeah. didn't have she hair in the movie. She wore a scarf instead. She kept wow, talking perfect loudly. perfect slice of Portland, yeah. Exactly, and we, we weren't really paying her any heed, because whatever the fuck. Yeah. But yeah, she's just a big fucking weirdo. And afterwards, she just gave us shit for liking Death Proof. She's like, what was your favorite part? The scintillating dialogue? <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, lady. No good. So that's maybe the fifth or sixth time I've seen Death Proof. And every time I see it, I like it more. And this is the first time I've ever seen it where I actually don't object to the first half of the movie. Why? I don't know. It's just finally I was like, this time first, I clicked. Well, once you get pummeled to death, like once you just kind of like get ground down by that first hour, yeah. I guess. So you those know, who have not well. seen Death Proof, the, the movie is essentially in two halves. The first half focuses around these very, um, these superficial ladies who are early 20s hot yeah. chicks roaming around Austin, Texas. They're brutally murdered. Spoilers for Death Proof. After and then an hour. The se- yeah. yeah, after about an hour of them just talking about uh. pot and boys and all this bullshit. The second half of the movie, you see a much more compelling group of people. And um, they are also attacked by this roving maniac, but they have their revenge. Well, there. the Blu-ray version, is that like the extended cut that has the extra, even extra shit added? So like the first hour isn't even the first hour. It's like the first like it's, it's, 70 minutes or it something was, like that. It was weird. It was actually a different version than what, what, what when Foley came back, like literally when she walked in the theater, they found their copy. Mm-hmm. So we watched theirs, which is actually the Grindhouse double feature. And it was a different edit. Yeah, is on that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's two. There's at least two different edits. Uh, so, yeah, there, yeah. I, I couldn't tell as many differences fully did. I felt something was missing, and I can't remember what in the back end. Does the anyway, version you yeah. watch still have, like, the strip scene with the stuntman Mike at the beginning? This No, this skipped it. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. There's, like, stuff like that, yeah, where it's the more yeah. kind of, like, grindhouse-y kind of. Because yeah. in the, um, well, this is this is the grindhouse-y cut where it's, like, they, it, well, they had to squeeze lost. it down because you had to you had make it so people could survive watching the two halves of Death Proof yeah. plus the whatever the hell the. Anyway, was, yeah. my point is, I don't know, this time around, whatever reason, I didn't Death object to the first It's not a bad half. movie, but yeah, it that's not first half. It does not the bum rack that it gets, eh? It kind of does. I think, it oh, does. fuck you. It, I really like it. I don't think it. it's bad, but like, it's, well, no, I'm it not saying not it's a bad movie. The bum it's not as good as Quentin Tarantino's other movies, I did. Though. I didn't say that. I said it doesn't deserve the bum rap that Even it gets. Even Tarantino doesn't care for it that much. He said he said it was not bad for a left-handed movie. That is what he said, quote unquote. I like Death Proof. You can go... 
suck out of Joan. I really like Death Proof. Anyway, the reason why I was looking up stuff for the Baghdad was because a beloved Boy Howdy listener came and visited this week. And I was like, oh, let's meet at the Baghdad because it's a neat place. Uh, Brian Smith. We love Brian Smith for many reasons, not the least of which is that he was the first person to leave us a review on iTunes. (laughs) God bless you, Brian. Did he say how he found us? Uh, He said that he listened to, I think it was the Giant Bombcast, and they read tweets on on that, and they've read some of your tweets. They've read my tweets? They've read your tweets, Have I ever tweeted the Giant Bombcast? Maybe it was a different different podcast or something. Maybe Player One Podcast or something. Oh, it was Player One Podcast. Okay, I was going to say, because, yeah. Anyway, he said then he started following you, and then he started listening to Boy Howdy. Player One Podcast this year. They had their worst episode ever I'm talking about Brian Brian Smith. Brian Smith, but if he's listening, he would appreciate what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay, go first. He's like, Facebook, I'm just saying, Player One Podcast. They had their best episode like two weeks ago, and they had the- Why was this their worst episode? Everyone was sick. And so they had to call in a, like a, a ringer co-host, and everyone was just like tired. And there was lots of dead silence. A lot of like, "Hey," it was like this podcast <laughs> soup. <laughs> so anyway, Brian came into town, and he's a total sweetheart. Had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Did he, he have his kid with him? His kid? I thought he had a kid. It's not Brian. Are you hallucinating our listeners? I thought does Each he have of our kids listeners are beautiful. Have... He has a lovely lady friend, Jacinia. This is actually very sweet. What? So Jacinia. Bill, don't be a dick. I got the <laughs> Repeat that. You're name an again. asshole, Jacinia. Okay, that sounds like I forgot the Final Fantasy 13 character. <laughs> These where's, are so Brian. Where's Jacinia from? Uh, Puerto Rico. Uh whoa, okay. I thought it was like a Russian name or something like that. <laughs> Fucking ass. What? a qualitative statement about Jacinia as a qualitative person. face. You <laughs> Why did you not have a normal name like Mr. A's? <laughs> so, no, do you remember when, so they, Brian had sent us an email and he, he said to us, he's like, well, you know, we usually, we listen to the podcast when we make breakfast on Sunday. There's breakfast in quotes? <laughs> you know what, Bill, did you just want to have this podcast by yourself? Because I can go do other things right now. So, Brian, and so there was one when we were reading an email from him, and he mentioned, "Oh, we have we we do the well, we listen while we're having breakfast." And you did this extended riff where you lean to the microphone, and you're like, "What you having? Eggs, <laughs> mushrooms, maybe in there?" And they sure enough, we're eating eggs with mushrooms. So, Bill, way to go! Through time, you creeped. Hey them guys, out. if you guys listen to this, I'm sorry. What's her name? Jacinia. Yes. <laughs> Jacinia, I I love you. <laughs> Also, you could just uh, Jacinia, her drunk brother, her brother got drunk once at a party, threw a fist at me, and she was all like, "I'm so sorry, Bill. <laughs> just because you call him fat and you said his eggs and mushrooms are terrible. <laughs> what?" So Brian's supposed to good times. Hey, Brian was awesome. Brian, come back and visit whenever you want. It was a lot of fun. So where were they coming from? Uh, he was visiting from New York. What's up? So this means, let's see, is that two Boy Howdy listeners that we've met so yeah, far? Yeah, did he give you a giant thing of half a bottle of rum? He did not, but he did evening? buy my dinner, oh, which is really? very sweet of so him. So wait, you guys had dinner at the Baghdad? Yeah. Did you guys, did you we guys had watch a movie or anything? We had fried chocolate chip cookie dough. Was it good? It was amazing. Baghdad's like, Baghdad is McMinimins, and McMinimins is not necessarily known for good food, necessarily. Not bad food. But Here's kinda... the thing. Portlanders are dicks, and we're all fucking foodies. And I've if had it's some not fried artisanal... chicken. Like, there was a fried chicken at, what was the... What was the McMinimins restaurant that was right around the corner from uh, uh, your, your uh, guys' Grateful apartment? Dead. 
Or the, no, it's the Grateful Dead theme bar, which is the Barley Mill. Yeah, the Barley, Barley Mill. Mill. They had like a chicken sandwich in there, which uh, also had like chicken strips from there. They didn't have good. It wasn't bad chicken. It was kind of flavor, flavorless and kind of You like just got to get the right thing. Yeah, chicken I'm not is... a complaint. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. It's not like it's way overpriced or anything, too. It's just not like for, for, for as much as people yell and scream about McMinnons being fantastic because they do have great it's their places. Beer. That's and they the have thing. great beer. But the food's just always kind of like, meh, just not as good as the beer. Yeah. it's. I'm just saying their food is the death proof of McMinniman stuff where it's fine. <sighs> you dick. It's just, yeah. Whatever. I'm just what saying. What else did you do this week? Bill? That scene where Bill? the chicken finger sits Bill? on top of the hood of the bun. Bill. Tell me about Downton Abbey, Bill. I almost fall down. Downton Abbey's terrible. <laughs> Don't get it, We started watching the third season. Well, you know what? We actually had to jump back. I, I had thought I'd watch the Christmas special from last year. Any of you ever watched that? <laughs> no, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. Annie just hangs I'm herself. Uh, so, no, yeah, no. Uh, I thought I had watched the last episode from last season, which was the Christmas episode, where a lot of crazy shit happens, and I must have missed that. So we watched last season's Christmas episode, which is very special. I think the two main leads, they, they get engaged. And then we watched the first episode of the new season. It is fucking... Down Abbey is not a good show. It is just a soap opera with really pretty costumes and sets and stuff like that. But this is extra ridiculous because, like, Down Abbey loses all of its money arbitrarily in the first five minutes of the episode. Because, like, the guy who runs Down Abbey, he just happened to invest, like, in the wrong train company. And then the train company just happens to go completely bankrupt almost literally overnight. And almost literally the next day, the main character dude, sexy guy, Matthew, who has, like, these, like blue eyes and he was always staring off into the distance and going oh i can't marry you i love you so much but it, you know he's all like super dramatic and shit like yeah. that he just happens to come he just happens to suddenly arbitrarily out of the blue just get like a million dollars out of nowhere but he's like i can't accept this money because it was bequeathed to my dead fiance he had a fiance who died <laughs> spoilers <laughs> and uh he's like oh oh i could i could use this money to fix that nabby but Oh, poor Lavinia, in her memory, I don't want to abuse this money. And this is all this, like, stupid, like, artificial meetup, like, Deus Mac, was it, Deus, Deus Ex Machina drama? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's so clunky. It's a soap opera. And then there's the evil gay butler guy who he got, like, fired from the show five times, but they still find <laughs> excuses for him to come back. It's just weird to see a show that is so... Like, after seeing stuff like Battlestar Galactica, Breaking yeah. Bad, where... And, and shows like that, wh- shows that are not afraid to kind of like get rid of characters and kind of fuck up the yeah. status quo on the show. Uh, it's weird to jump back to this and see another show which is he- doing everything it's can to hew so closely to the status quo mm-hmm. of what's going on the show. They never want to get any rid of any characters, yeah. even if it totally makes sense. Like the the the, the, the show went all through all of World War One without losing a single character, even though yeah. half the characters are like young men of who did go off to the war, and they all come back, except for one character who artificially just kind of died because he was pretty much created to die. But it's just kind of like, yeah. It's it's a soap opera. That's all it is, yeah. Yeah. So I can't complain. It's a, this is like me like watching. I hate this soap opera being super soap opera. <sighs> yeah, it's like if I'm watching Frasier and I'm upset because they're talking about stuff rich people. It's like, like. if I'm reading a romance like, novel. Or actually, you know what it's exactly like. Yeah. I had a similar experience last last week in, the, in which I partook of something that, of course, is going to contain a thing, and I was still yeah, exactly. rooted out by yeah. the thing. What happened? I played. Uh, so I talked about this a while ago. There's a. Uh, I've been obsessed with visual novels and dating sims lately, even though I've really not played any of them. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the concepts. And there is a Kickstarter that I backed 
Um, uh, is this for the gay, the gay one? For a gay dating Wait, sim. Wait, does this turn out bad? No, 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 it's not bad. It's just, she says on it, she's like, hey, so there's adult situations, there's explicit content in this game. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, like run so, over a dog intentionally so or what? yesterday morning, I, my wife and I, as we're drinking our coffee, we play like the first half of the demo. And it's really mm -hmm. cute. And the writing's actually kind of charming. And the art is adorably what it is. And, uh, <laughs> and I go... The art is whatever it is. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, it's like there, there's a very... there's a, It's interesting because there's a there's a style of visual novels where, you know, the, the model... The bodies are very... You know, they, they're posed in a very particular way and then the faces change yeah. more than anything else. It's that sort of thing. But, uh... <laughs> so, like, go to work. Come back home. Go to birthday party. Leave the party early because I enjoy the demo so yeah, was much. Reading about this last night. I want to go home up, yeah. and play the g rest of the game. My wife and I come home and immediately fucking happens and i don't mean like you know there's no fade in the bat black there's mention of balls tightening we talk about prostates is there stuff and drawn then, do you uh, see dicks and ass there and is a picture drawn at the end of it and it just kind of cracks me up because i'm like i'm playing this and i'm like it's not that i'm against boy boy fucking it's just that i was I'm like i did not in that kind of detail yeah not necessarily well not even that i was just like i don't come to video games for this this is not the relationship I want for video games. And the joke. So it is kind of slightly porny that way. Oh, then. it's totally. It's not just I mean, relationship. That's the it's thing so. about dating sims is there are there are a lot there. Are what it's a whole genre. What are they called in Japan? Like erotic games. Okay. Because there are erotic. Well, I never understood. Well, I figured in Japan there's a lot of those games that do get erotic. But I'm it just, just cracked me up. I was well, not here expecting. Well, in the West, do you think there'd be? Okay, well, that's... I thought there was going to be mention of a blowjob or something, or it's like... It wouldn't be the kind of game, if you were up. making that game, it wouldn't be like that. Then, well, that's, yeah. what's, what's, what's funny is that when I played the first half of the demo, I've been thinking a lot lately about making a dating sim about ladies. Mm -hmm. And I'm playing this demo, I'm like, oh man, this would be great. And you just talk about girls, and you do all this stuff, and like, start a game, you choose how you dress, and you're kind of butch, you're kind of femme, and all this. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. about it, thinking about it. <laughs> Whoa! It will fade to black. We will not talk about any clitori or anything like that. Yeah, juices shooting out of weird no. crevices or anything like that. Uh -oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was just funny. <laughs> Catherine's prolapsed uterus came the out only... and kissed Susan on the chin. The joke I made is that I don't want to ma masturbate to any video games unless they're Uncharted, so it's fine. Well, that's great because like you just have a uh, uh, Nathan Drake just rub against a wall. <laughs> there you, you just, go. You just put the control in your panties for and then for you're 20 done. Minutes, and then yeah, that's it. You just walk away. But anyway, I still enjoyed the game. Did you ever I see I, that game I, I, Res? Was it Res that had the actual vibrating controller that yes, was pretty it much had a just a vibrator? That was, that was a vibrator, a, like there was yeah. no like well, it wasn't even a controller in that like there was anything. It was like, a vibration. It was a vibration block. unit that had no yeah. control input on it, so you pretty much could just yeah. Yes, Bill. I've been on the internet okay. also. Bill, tell me about Castlevania 3. I'm just saying that's what you're getting for your birthday. Ultimately, I'm just saying, Downton Abbey, you being shocked that Downton Abbey has soap opera elements <laughs> is exactly like me being shocked that a gay dating sim has gay sex Was it well read? Yeah, it's okay. fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a cute game. You still, I still want to think about like balls clenching. Well, no, it's not that. It just didn't expect it from balls a video game. Gross, I just, it's not, I don't object. I mean, there is like, a place for erotica. I just necessarily expect it in a video game. And Frederick shitty like if you got to the end of a Mario level, you just get like really, like vividly rendered. It's like, no, if at the end of a Mario level, if the camera pulled back to show the squash corpses of all the animals, you crushed throughout the entire level. I guess kind of, yeah, kind of like that. It was just funny. It was like, she said, explicit content, adult content. Is this, well, is this, what, what, what's the name of this Kickstarter? It's called Coming Out on Top. By the time we were <laughs> Yeah, just even the title alone. Well, it's about a guy like... coming out. 
But coming out on well, it's coming well, out on top or coming on top. No, coming out on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just you know. Is it all just like uh, guy gaze? Yeah, it's no lesbians or anything. It's, well, like it's that? about a dude coming out. Okay, are there any uggos? Any uggos? What do you think? It's just the even demo have people to turn down. Is it ever? Is it, it, does it take place in a world where everyone just looks like? Mm, it was a demo. Well, you. Mm, I presume mm, I, all, all the men you meet that are beautiful. I presume are are love interests. So yeah, <laughs> it's just adorable. By the time that this podcast airs, it will probably reached its goal or it will be done. I think it ends like on. So Saturday, you don't regret like, back Sunday. Or anything. Oh no, and I'll yeah. still play the full game. It was just funny. It's like okay, well now we're talking about cocks. All right. <laughs> Oh, you, you, you were gonna like you, you. You got some romance, like even some gay romance novels, on the back burner. Like, so would you never like even if you're writing a gay romance novel with guys, you would never get that explicit. Oh no, there's a difference between a romance novel, like a book. Oh, yeah. What I'm saying is, I didn't expect. I don't necessarily want that relationship with a video game. That's, that's what I mean. They're like books can have sex in it, and I'm not saying the games shouldn't well, have okay. sex. Well, what's the difference then? Just because the interactivity is a little it's a weird. Bo- it's a video game. Yeah. I don't play video games. Just to because wank. you're in a different headspace. Well, well no, like... I can see like sometimes you get to like have romance stuff where there's sexual elements to it. It's not necessarily trying to get you to masturbate or anything like that. But you know, it could be I don't like know. a little. It's just, I've never. I mean, have you ever played a video game? I'll, have you ever you been know, on a date where the woman just whips out her tits? I was about to say, tit, have you ever played a video game that turned you on? And I realized that's a question I shouldn't <laughs> ask you. Because then you're going to say something about Birdo or something. <laughs> uh, Beetle Adventure Racing, man. <laughs> but it's, just, it's just funny. Like, I go to games. I just, well, you know, when I was a kid, we found a bunch of hot track, cor- like, plastic course things that you raced the cars on in the forest. <laughs> Where are you going with this? And then I was like, man, how good would that feel in my butt? So I bent over and I had my friend like stick one of those in my butthole, uh-huh. and we had to kind of like shoot through a loop, 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 uh-huh. loop through the. Tr- yeah, it was kind of a whole thing. Uh-huh. No one, no one would. I figured that was and like twenty years ago. Fifty dollars a month to buy find those videos on the internet. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Okay, well that's cool. I'm glad. No, it was just it interesting. Was it's I enjoyed it, but it's just funny. It's not that's not the kind. Of, I'm I go to, to check games. it out because I want to see how explicit it is now. It's very enough explicit, to make though. you kind of go. Burr. Well, I wasn't I wasn't offended or put off or anything. It was just funny. I was well, not. Ex- it was unexpected. How familiar is like the, the language and terminology when it comes to the sex stuff because it's one thing if you just say well, then Bill do you know this. what a perineum is yes there we go that's where we are okay, Bill but like have you ever seen like where somebody will start writing about sex and they'll start or using like cutesy language or something like that that just sounds that extra, happened just in the romance like... novel I'm reading right now for um a ladylike book club what would happen I can't remember what they said. It was something but like something love giblet. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the weird euphemism. Just call it just what like... it is and let's move on with our lives. Okay, so yeah, it wasn't like your game wasn't suddenly like his purple mast his wiggle shipped worm. into his or Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, hey, Bill, tell me about Club Nintendo. Oh, so I, for some reason, what the hell happened last Sunday? I suddenly decided that I just realized that it had been a couple of years since I tried to redeem all of the Club Nintendo points that I had from all the games that I've, all the Nintendo games I've bought in the last couple of years. People don't know Nintendo has this thing where if you buy games published by Nintendo, they come with these little cards that if you redeem them on a Club Nintendo website, uh, you get points that you can earn towards uh, just getting stupid shit from Nintendo where, like, you can get, like, like like a little Mario hat or something like that. They physically mail you this stuff. It's just essentially just all the stuff they send out to the press. But then you can get it for free just from Nintendo directly. And uh, one of the things that Nintendo did have at Club Nintendo for the longest time I always wanted was Hanafuda cards with Mario on it. Oh, yeah. Because I always liked it because you know, Hanafuda cards, that's the first thing Nintendo ever made. Yeah. And, you know, with, like, Mario characters on it, I always thought, oh, that'd be kind of super cool. And uh, I realized I had never, like, uh, redeemed my 
Wii or well, my uh, Wii U or my 3DS or anything like that. I never registered that with Club Nintendo. And so I just wanted to see how many points I had. But yeah, I just had just enough points after I registered all the games I've bought in the last couple of years to get that. And I got an Animal Crossing fan, a Japanese fan with Animal Crossing characters what? on it. Let it's so this. stupid. Here. That's beautiful. Yeah, check it out. Let's see. It's a really good radio. Oh, how would he... There you go. I was going to say, Billy, you've never touched a fan before, have you? <laughs> not see. a Japanese fan, Oh, really. my God, that's adorable. Isn't that cute as hell? Yeah, so if you guys go to Club Nintendo, if you've bought any Nintendo games in the last couple of years, I think the the Hanafuda cards were 800 points, and then I think the fan was, like, 400 points. I mean, all this stuff, none of this stuff is, like, super crazy interesting, but it's all just kind of cute, like, little Nintendo-branded things. Well, sometimes you can also get... get oh, no, the, what it was, I saw that they had a punch-out. Uh, sometimes you can actually redeem some of these points for downloadable games like punch out and things like that too so it's not just like junk like this but isn't that kind of cool that is cool and here's an actual here Aww. are the original nintendo hanafuda cards that yeah, dylan got me, me for those. my birthday yeah. yeah and you can tell it's it's almost exactly the same thing yeah except these uh club nintendo cards have mario on them so it's, it's pretty cool that's adorable it's great because in order to get the points uh you you uh not only just register the code that comes with the game but then you have to take a quick survey about your thoughts about the game oh yeah and so it was funny just giving Nintendo feedback about, literally, it was about, like, maybe 15 or 20 different games. Like, you bought this Mario game. What did you think of the Mario game? Why did you buy the Mario game? I bought it because it's a Mario game. <laughs> the Zelda game. Did you like the Zelda game? Why did you buy the Zelda game? It's a Zelda game. But I'm, you know, so. Uh, that was, like, two hours last Sunday afternoon. Two hours of my life I'm never going to get back, but, uh, yeah, no, like, I think by Wednesday, it was super sh uh, fast shipping. I got this, you know, these couple little bits That's of pretty awesome. goofy things. Yeah. I can't point any fingers because I was fucking around on Xbox. I was like, I was like, I never look at, I can't remember, it was one of the fucking categories I never look at, like, yeah. music or something. And I was noodling around in all the apps, and they had one called something like Club Sound or something like mm -hmm. that. I was curious about it, so I downloaded it. Turns out it's a um, basically a piece of software where you can record audio with your connect from different parts of your room to help the, and you speak certain phrases and you help it basically helps them improve their um, uh, the accuracy of their audio stuff yeah your voice recognition stuff is this from Microsoft this is on Microsoft this is on the Xbox okay that's a really cool way just to get like feedback about how like people's connect well the works thing with... is is all in all it took about to do all of it it took about three hours and you don't have to do it all you can no, stop it's and everything just... it's split up into 10 different segments well but... that gets you once you start it you're like fuck i just well that was the thing it. and yeah. i didn't really understand how long this could take me but also you get achievement points for doing it and i was like god damn it now i have to fucking I do know, it i like how these club nintendo points are like the closest thing nintendo has to achievement points but yeah. instead of like getting achievo score yeah what you do is like oh if i buy 20 games i can get can of food cards with Mario <laughs> on it. Um, uh, Bill, tell me about Castlevania 3. Oh, Castlevania 3. Um, so Jeremy Parrish, who works at 1up.com, yeah. video game website, uh, his personal blog is gamespite.com, and he spends a lot of time just talking about old retro games and the design of retro games. Uh, just recently, he started doing a series about the anatomy of Castlevania 3, just talking about how the, the specific stages are designed and stuff. Uh -huh. And uh, back in the day, I was a huge Castlevania fan. I loved Castlevania 1 and 2, and I was super psyched for Castlevania 3 to come out. I was, was like 12 years old. This mm -hmm. is like 1988 or something like yeah. that. And uh, I don't know. I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but the day I got Castlevania 3 for Christmas, my sister stole my copy, gave yeah. it to her friends in exchange for like booze and weed or something like that. Yeah. So I never got a chance to play it. And, uh, you know, I've got an emulated copy of it. Uh, well, I've also bought it on the Wii U and stuff like that. But uh, I was like, I, I, I always got kind of noodled around with a little bit, but 
I don't. It's it's weird to have a classic game of that era from a franchise I loved mm-hmm. that. Because I never really played it back in the day, I don't have yeah. that same nostalgia feeling for it. Because there's yeah. other people talking about how awesome Castlevania Three is, but because I never played that, like, it's 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 kind of weird. It's 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 like this game that I've been keeping for a rainy day that is a classic that I knew I would love, but like, it's yeah, weird going into it like a classic gem of that period, brand new with like fresh eyes without like the the veil of nostalgia. Yeah, kind of color yeah, how, how, you how view was everything. that? It is actually still really good. I mean, it's it's still a you know eight bit Nintendo game. There's almost all eight bit Nintendo games are kind of clunky to some extent. Yeah. But like, I was really impressed by like the the, the graphics and the sound in this thing for an eight mm-hmm. bit Nintendo game. Like they do all kinds of stuff. Like you'll have like you'll be in a forest with like moving mist and like Ooh. moonlight coming down. Yeah. All this stuff you know would be pretty easy to do on a Super Nintendo. But these were all tricks they were doing with yeah. the, that hardware. It's one of the most graphically impressive games I've ever seen on the 8-bit Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved this shit if I'd been able to play it back in the yeah. day. I would have been... This... Castlevania 3 would have probably been, if if not my one of my top five, it, it, it would have probably been maybe my favorite game. I like the idea of you getting in generation. a time machine just to go back in time and punch your sister when she tries to <laughs> maybe take Castlevania hap- yeah. 3. Maybe that's what happened, yeah. Just a bill If I remember a companion on Doctor Who, I'd go back to Christmas Day of like 1989 mm. or whatever the hell Castlevania 3 came out. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool to, as I'm playing along with the game, kind of reading uh, Jeremy Parrish's articles about... Just, like, how nice, how tight the gameplay design in that game is in terms of, like, yeah. the stage design and the different characters and how different elements from Castlevania 1 and 2 are kind of tied together into Castlevania 3. And mm-hmm. It's just very cool. Yeah, so if you guys go to GameSpite and just look up uh, the anatomy of Castlevania 3, he's done uh, anatomy of dot, dot, dot uh, articles for the first two Castlevania games mm-hmm. and uh, 8-Bit, the first Legend of Zelda game, and they're yeah. all just really cool articles. They're only really interesting if you've played those games inside and out. Yeah, and so that's why it was interesting reading this uh, these articles about Castlevania Three. It being a game I've never played before, but always meant to, mm-hmm. and like reading the first couple of those articles is what got me picking up the game again for the first time, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, although that game is notoriously fu- super fucking difficult, so if you play an emulated copy on your yeah. computer, you can just there's there's uh, like is it Nestopia that I was using has a thing where you just uh, put in Game Genie codes. Oh so yeah, I just let them Game Genie codes for invulnerability. Nice. Uh, Ninety nine hearts and yeah. like infinite lives. Yeah. And so I still got to play it, but I didn't have to worry about like I got through the game. I could just, I just like have I could just enjoy just like the graphics and sound without yeah. actually dying that much. Yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. That's the, the best way to play an old What's game like that. <laughs> oh man. So I want to go back and play all these old eight bit Nintendo games with all the Game Genie codes turned on just for shits and giggles. It's it's. Oh man. Uh, next we'll next extended period of time that I have this free time to play stuff. I just yeah. spent a whole week at just playing like Mega Man three with like all the like invincibility turned on, just blast through <laughs> everything and just, you know, while you were having fun playing Castlevania three, I spent all week worried about the office dog. I don't know if I've mentioned, What's up with the office dog? I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast. My, my office where I'm working right now has, mm-hmm. there's a sweet little dog terrier named Miss Virginia. And Miss Virginia is my favorite animal in the universe. Little puppy. She's the best. And she, she was chewing on a bone, and she ate a big chunk of bone shards that got caught in her intestinal tract. Mm-hmm. And so the poor little kid, she was all doped up on pain meds and everything. They took but her to all the week vet? long, well, yeah, that's how she got meds. But she, they took you, Phil. You work with a drug dealer. Or something the like uh, that. but no, all week long they've been trying to hope it would go out naturally. Which so we were waiting for the bone shard dog shits all week long, and I've had the phrase bone shard shits in my head. All week, I'll be laying there and trying to fall asleep. That's my favorite think, bone thugs bone and shard shits. Bone shards. So did the dog shit bone shards? I don't in the know office? if it's happened yet. Well, 
It's they were just she was waiting for Can't the dog. Can't you just like lean on the dog and kind of squeeze him out a little bit, help her along? Yes, Bill. Give her a little laxative, so at least if she's gonna poop him out, it's gonna be a bit in a big wet, messy kind of. Well, you wouldn't want it to be all wet and messy because you want there to be some infrastructure about it to tear uh, your asshole true. apart as yeah. it comes out. Bone shard shits, everybody. Brian and Jacinia, I'm sorry, you guys are having breakfast right now. And I'm talking about this. Wait, weren't you? Wait, so was this a, an actual bone? Yes. Give her a real bone. She went on a bone. She that's found funny. it. She's I, a yeah. she's a goat. She'll go and find things. I, like I know that's the thing that actually like a lot of vets will tell people is like don't give your dogs like real bones, especially yeah. anything small like a chicken bone or anything yeah. like that. Well, like, it was actually a beef. Like she had like oh like a big, beef like beef shank or something yeah. like that. Which yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't have busted up like that. But yeah, it's yeah. still you never know. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I know. Poor it's a small guy. dog, too. It's not like yeah. a big dog that can really comfortably pass bone shit. Exactly. <laughs> bone shard shit, my friend. Anyway, Aww. that sounds like you, you can, if you need a title for your autobiography, Miss Bill, Virginia. Miss what Virginia kind of bone shard shits. She's a terrier mix. Oh, just, just small dog. She might. Yeah. She might. Oh, she's not that small. She's about, she's a little bigger than a cat. Uh, so that's the intro for this week's Boy Howdy. <laughs> uh, for this... Did we ever identify? No. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's the Boy Howdy Podcast. It's the Boy Howdy. This is was it January? <laughs> something, something, 12th, something. Is it the 12th? I have no concept of the passage of time. No, it's the 19th. I've got to finish the Stumptown poster in two weeks. I'm going to die. <laughs> oh, God. That's yeah, that's actually what's on my agenda for the next two weeks. I'm, I'm, I'm designing the poster for the Stumptown Comics Festival. And we finally stopped finagling over the design. Now I have two weeks to actually execute on it. So that's going to be that's going to be an interesting adventure for the next two weeks. What else? Bill told me about the Fire Emblem double. Jumble. And then Andy got drunk. Drink more soda. You need more caffeine. I think I finished the soda, Bill. Tell me about the Fire Emblem demo. This is why I made you bring back XCOM after I let you borrow it. Fire Emblem is an old Nintendo series I've always heard a lot about. I didn't even hear about this series until, like, you can play some of the characters, like, in Smash Brothers. Wasn't it a DS-only series? I think so, or something like that. And yeah. I think it was largely only, Jap- like, a series in Japan, too. And so I think mm. maybe within the last ten I'm years... I'm confusing with Golden Sun. Is Golden Sun a Nintendo series, too? Because I've heard of that. It's a yeah. DS series. Uh, this might be something similar, too. Who knows? But, yeah, Fire Emblem, I guess, the first exposure... I, I don't know how old the series is, but I guess from the demo I downloaded on the 3DS, I guess it's, like, a top-down... Uh, real-time strategy game. Yeah, where you're, you know, it's it's you're commanding little groups of you know good guys versus bad guys, and uh, I thought for some reason I thought it was gonna be a role-playing game because I've heard people flip out about how great the series is supposed to be. And it's kind of interesting to think that Nintendo has an RTS series out there. Yeah, and no one ever really seems to talk about it except like in the fringes of gaming culture. And uh, but I guess yeah, the first uh, Fire Emblem game for the 3DS is coming out in two weeks, and they had a demo, and the demo sold me on the game. I might I don't know if I'll buy it on uh, the day it comes out. It'll, It'll depend on what's what how broke I am or whatever. But it seems like a very cool uh, game. It's got a great um, localization. Nintendo's uh, whoever localizes Nintendo stuff continues to do great work because uh, they have a great team who does like uh, all the Paper Mario games and those games are kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting to see that same team doing the Fire Emblem games, which is more dramatic and it's supposed to be you know it's actually serious. It's a, like a medieval fantasy world. It's kind yeah. of Final Fantasy in that like it's the Japanese Western idea yeah. of what like you know western fantasy stuff, stuff yeah. should be but i guess i th- none of this was in the demo so the game may basic gameplay is kind of final fantasy western e kind of steampunky kind of uh medieval tinged kind of rts stuff but from what i've been hearing from other previews of the game i guess one of the big dynamics is like having your characters date each other <laughs> 
And there's okay. this one character who shows up at the end of the demo named Sully, who's this big, giant, like, kind of bulldog lady who hates everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, I would, I might play, I might buy the game just to see what that character does in the dating some <laughs> aspects. Because I've seen, like, I think it was, like, Tiny, uh, Tiny Cartridge uh, on Tumblr posting their adventures of trying to get Sully to date other people. And she just yeah. hates, she's like, no, fuck you, get away. <laughs> and it seems pretty goddamn cute. Well, she's not a big bulldog. I think you can only date her with like other guys. She's mm-hmm. not going to date any women or anything like that. But that's just kind of funny. I just like, that's just, that seems like so Japanese to have an RTS plus dating sim on top of that. <laughs> and so that's, that seems pretty cool. And so my, I might check that out when it comes out in a couple weeks. I'm trying to think of anything I did video gamey this week. Oh, I got myself uh, my birthday present. Oh, no. My birthday is in two Saturdays, three Saturdays. Yeah. And it's February 2nd. And I have been wanting to You're buy... You're 29, right? I'm going to be 29. Oh, so yeah. old. You're be a little old lady. Know, right? Uh, but uh, I, I am no longer a relevant demographic. The, uh, the I, I, I like dumb Kinect sports games. I shouldn't say I like them. I got a mixed martial arts Kinect like, workout oh, yeah? game that I actually did enjoy. I stopped using it because in my the Victorian that I lived in... I, uh, Victorian chandeliers were usually, um, gas, not electrified. Uh And that meant to turn them on or off, you'd actually have to reach up and turn off the gas key to turn off the key at each individual arm. That's why the chandelier in my living room was so low, because they would hang them low so that you could reach up and turn off the fixture. So even though my, it had been restored and electrified, it was still, the folks who restored that house were crazy, authentic history people. So they hung the chandeliers the original height, which meant I couldn't play any connect games per se because if i had to jump or flail upwards i'd bonk into it it was terrible i did it a couple times i'm like okay i can't do this anymore much less jumping jacks so my my current house that we bought is perfect for connect i've got a big living room to move everything out of the way and i just haven't gotten around to doing anything so i got nike came out with a connect game over the fall or winter Mm -hmm. that's actually supposed to be a pretty solid sports game like workout game and i got that because I'm hoping that Did it'll help. Did you like buy brand, brand new retail? retail? Well, I got it on eBay. That was my thing. I didn't want to pay sixty dollars. That's what I'm saying. I'd be like, I could see buying this, but I can't imagine. Dollars for it. Yeah. yeah. When, when you could be saving, saving up for like Bioshock Infinite, like Super Bundle, bundle Collector's Edition. <laughs> Why spend any extra money than you have to buy like these stupid Connect games? But yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I was like, that, is that? I was thinking, I'm like, is that really all I did with video games this week? I bought a Connect workout game and I played so it was a gay dating sim. I haven't cracked the the wrapping yet. Okay. I've been too busy. That's right. Have you put down a pre-order for Bioshock yet, speaking of which? I pre-ordered it, like, a year and a half ago. I just ago. realized today that I, like, I had not put out a pre-order for any of this stuff. You should do it on Microsoft, because Microsoft's eStore is doing that thing where if you pre-order a list of any of this list of games, they'll give you a free 1,600 Microsoft points. Bioshock oh. Infinite is one of them. Uh, do you have to pre-order a specific SKU? Uh, probably. It, yeah. yeah. Well, which one did you get? Because I, I saw there's two... the regular. I don't give a shit about the big titty spreadsheet version. It's like what? Do there, I well, know? there's two big titty spreadsheet versions though. There's like well, there's, there's like, like a eighty dollar one, one right? and there's like a hundred and fifty dollar one. Yeah. Ooh. And the hundred and fifty dollar one, the only difference is that big songbird statue. Hmm. I did, I had never looked at any of that stuff until today, just because yeah. for some reason I was like, oh, Bioshock Infinite, that'll come out some new, sometime in 2027. I'll pre-order it then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was like, oh man, that game technically comes out like in a month and a half. One of the games that you can pre-order through microsoft is the the south park stick of truth game and uh, i keep going can i can i do that <laughs> thq gonna, gonna be that? able to publish it well no supposedly that game has been funded by see i guess thq is just publishing it but like I yeah guess, like it's obsidian it sounds like that's coming out no, no matter what like yeah. that, that that game has been funded it is done 
like yeah it just has to come out it's now funny but that may be THQ's last game but is at least it's on the way do you think you might actually get that? of course I will I because okay, like I know you love the developer I, I know you, but you're not much of a South Park fan no but I mean, I'm not I'm not anti-South Park I mean I love Bioware but if they came out well even if they did announce that like there was a Bill I have bought literally anything in Bioware's that I bought the Sonic the Hedgehog game <laughs> How much of that did you play? Uh, I got like an hour in, and then I stopped playing because it's a buggy piece of crap. Aww. But it's a, it's like a pla- it's kind of like Paper Mario in that it's like a. Well, that's what I was wondering when they first announced it back in the day because Paper Mario was still kind of like they still had the side scrolling action, but they just kind of like role played it up a little bit. It's yeah. like uh, I mean, there's still like platform. I guess it. What's what's the? Is it the Mario Luigi Brothers through time game? It's more like that. Is that what it was called? The DS game is a role playing game. I think that well, they're all the Paper Mario games are technically. Well, no, but games. I mean like. But I think that one is specifically that has more a different. Like kind RPG, of yeah that that was i mean it's I haven't like played too many of the paper mario games so i have yeah maybe i don't know it's not paper mario i meant i meant mario and luigi it's like that fuck bioware fuck boat no i love but like literally i will i will buy anything that they put their hands on but like obsidian i'm not quite that loyal to obsidian i just really like obsidian and i want them to have luck with something, something. something. man talking that sucks because like that uh, South Park game should have been an automatic slam dunk. And yeah. then so like, the publisher just kind of yeah. goes under, or almost goes under, just as this game was supposed oh, to come well. out. Uh, oh, so well. Wait, did we already talk? Wait, did we talk about the Bioshock pre-order stuff? Right before we started recording, I put down a pre-order for the, not the cheapy edition, not the Songbird edition, but <laughs> the... Just the, right edition. The Just Right $80. I spent an extra 20 bucks just to get, like, a naked bust of What's-Her-Face, <laughs> I guess. Whatever the hell that edition is. Well, like, Bioshock Infinite, like, like the artwork and stuff like that seems to be interesting enough that I would be very curious to see what the extra things that come with the book are. I have yet to get or, a wait, print that comes with a game that yeah, has been I worth know. getting. I did put down Buy a... the Art of Bioshock Infinite book, Bill. I think I, I, I have already uh, pulled a Witcher 2 this year. <laughs> I put down the pre-order... For this collector's edition of Nino Cooney, oh, the did Studio you? Ghibli game, the ninety-nine dollar pre-order. Uh, I guess well, I guess this this the pre-order for the special edition went up a couple months ago and they sold out pretty quickly. And the game comes out Tuesday, so I guess the publisher Namco Bandai they just threw out a couple extra copies of the special edition for sale on their yeah. website this week. And uh, I've been hearing a good uh, that game's actually getting some pretty decent. reviews. I would like to play it when you're done, just like The Witcher Two. A lot of great <laughs> reviews. I'm cur- kind of curious to see what it's like in actual fucking person. But um, this collector's edition has a little plush of the dude with the lantern in his nose. Oh yeah, and it's got like a soundtrack. It's just kind of you know th- th- this being the last PlayStation Three game I'll probably ever buy. I figured what the hell I'll scrunch. Well, Last of Us. You're not gonna buy Last of Us. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But what? Okay, Last the of Us. I'll get the last. special edition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think of a. I'm trying to think of a video game where I bought the special edition and it was worth it. <sighs> Mass Effect. I'm still kicking myself for not getting getting. Like, was well, it the Steelbook Mass Effect Two special edition that but, came with some extra stuff? Yeah, but like what? Yeah, but I'm trying to think. The Uncharted. Like, I got name, the Uncharted Two special edition. I have edition. the Mass. Okay, I have the Uncharted Three special edition that was worth it because I got a. I got Nate's belt buckle. Yeah. And I love the Nathan Drake ring, statue. And you get a statue. That was worth it for me and because I'm a big old loser. Oh, but it's like a great. Yeah, yeah, they like actually designed it, which is nice. Okay, so we were at least we're great Uncharted Three. Actually, the special edition is probably more interesting than the actual game. I love Mass Effect, but I should. I mean, the Mass Effect Three they special had, edition. They had a special edition for the first game. They had. No. One, they had a, was there a Mass Effect Three special edition? There was. I have it. What was it? It's a steel case, uh, print, 
uh, N7 patch. I'm surprised they didn't have a DLC art book. Like I'm surprised that didn't come with a special Mass Effect console. Or I'm surprised there wasn't. Well, they had a they had a you could buy console armor. That's what they did instead. More something like where like something that came with like a uh, like replica Normandy or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it came with a print. Well, the thing is, is that they sell a replica Normandy. They, they have so be. much merch out there. They didn't want to, you know, why <sighs> should they cut in those profits? These companies must be making a killing off of putting those art books. Because like every special edition comes with an art book. Well, no, it's because art book is the cheapest thing you can do. That's what I'm it saying. It's literally yeah. the least expensive. Because every thing. special edition has an art book, no matter how like crappy or good you the art book is. You just get your your design guy. You pay him for a week. <laughs> he does an art book. You just print out a couple of hundred copies and call it good. Yeah, what are like other special editions? I'm trying to even like, think of special editions beyond this generation too, and I can't think of. Well, like, you know, back in the day, you'd get a back in the day, you'd get it wouldn't be regular edition. You'd have a map. Skyward in it. Sword came with a Wiimote that was kind of gold colored with like the zelda emblem on it that was kind of cool that's kind of well the, the, when uh, the last mar was it super mario brothers was one of the super mario brothers games that came out in the last two years for the wii came with a uh, super mario if you pre-ordered uh i don't think it was necessarily a special edition but if you just pre-ordered it within a certain window you got the super mario brothers all-stars disc mm-hmm. along with a little booklet about the history of mario and that was kind of a cool for Nintendo. That's a huge splurge. I mean, Nintendo never does special editions. Or I love the but... whole trend of special editions that come with statues. Yeah, especially for a game where it's like a maybe like a new entry in franchise or something, or like so that you don't know if you like it or if you want to have it in your living room. Like Skyrim. If granted, most people I think who well, that's a, at least that's it's a like, franchise people know about. It's, yeah. You get a big fucking dragon, like with Max Payne. Granted, again, a franchise you get a big fucking Max Payne. Assassin's Creed Three, you get a big fucking Connor. Uh, even Bioshock, I have, I still have, we got the special edition of Bioshock. At least the Big, Big Daddy, Daddy. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually having fully repaint it right now because it's brass and silver and it's garish. But, uh, yeah, just funny. It's like, what, what did I, like, with Witcher, you get the big fucking chain. Yeah. Like, I love that it's this big shit that you have to deal with <laughs> since you've been playing the game. Shit just takes it's up like, room on your shelf. Well, you get, you're going to throw it away in five years anyway. Except like, for my Nathan Drake. You just joined my Nathan Drake shrine. I make yeah. little offerings. But recording. I do have the, uh, whatever. I still have the Nino Kuni coming. It comes with yeah. a gold coin. I don't know what the well, hell that's supposed to be. Well, the thing is, is when I say this, like, oh, special edition. But you'll still like pre-order. I'll still yeah. fucking buy it. Mass Effect 4 comes out, you'll get the special edition. You know, if it were Booker and Elizabeth and in this in this weird statue by Shekhovanin, I get it, but I don't the want song a song. Kind of looks interesting, but it's not like I I, lo- I saw the statue. I'm like, I don't know if I want something like it's not interesting enough to like take up space on my shelf. They right think now. it it's going to be as iconic as the Big Daddy, and I don't think they're wrong. I think it's a very neat. Also, design. it also comes with a handyman too. Well, it comes that with a seems little like handyman. Figurine. Yeah, it looks like almost like a pewter figure. Well, it's a it's a it's it, well, it's for the board game. And it's not like paint. Oh, it's a Bioshock game. It's not painted or anything like that. Yeah. For two people who are like, ah, special editions are stupid. We should do a lot and know a lot about the special editions that <laughs> so, we So, dear Boy Hot listeners, have you ever gotten a special edition that you thought was worth it? A collector's edition? Uh, tweet us at Boy Hot Podcast like, on it's Twitter. It's kind of a way of commemorating no, the event curious. of that coming out. Yeah, I mean, there, I, I always get excited about it. Yeah. And really, nine times out of ten, it's like you're, you're already paying sixty damn dollars for a game. Paying twenty more for some a special relic of that doesn't necessarily seem. That's why like... I'm kind of surprised because the Bioshock, you know, Bioshock is sixty bucks. The middle tier is eighty bucks. And the middle tier has everything that the hundred and fifty dollar version has. It just just doesn't have that goddamn Songbird statue. That so statue. You're spa- you're paying an extra seventy dollars just for that statue. Yeah. That thing's either got to be fucking huge or made out of fucking gold. Well, I mean, or... that stuff is expensive to make. I'm always impressed when they can make stuff like when stuff is not priced that kind of way. Yeah. Because like the you know, hand painting shit like you know a torso. That shit ain't cheap. 
We'll talk about that in the Geek Week Review. Speaking of, let's take a little break and come back for the Geek Week Review. We're going to talk so much about naked torsos. We're not, really. I apologize in advance to anybody. We're going to talk no more than two minutes about that bullshit. Okay. Play some music now, Bill. Come on, do a backbeat. You're supposed to rap over this. I like boobs and I like butts. I like a torso that's made from cuts. We'll be back. It's Geek Week in Review. Let's talk about a review of Geek Things. We got so much. We got so many Geek Weeks to review. Did you watch the uh, season finale of Fringe last night? Series Is Fringe finale? even on TV? It's anymore? not anymore. Not as of last night. <laughs> I've never seen any Fringe. Now that it's over and I've heard good things about the finale, I might actually get into that show. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> that has hey, nothing Bill. to do with the Geek Week in Review. Hey, Bill, we talked about the Gold Globes. We're not going to talk about it anymore. Uh. Ryan Johnson will be directing one of the last episodes of Breaking Bad, episode six of eight specifically. Ryan Johnson, of course, being the beloved director of Looper Brick and the Brothers Bloom. Yeah, glad to see he's directed two other episodes of Breaking Bad. And it's just nice to see him that he's coming back. I think uh, the last I heard, Vince Gilligan, the writer and creator of Breaking Bad, I think he was talking about how he wants to come back and write and direct the last two episodes. So if he's going to do that, Ryan Johnson would be the last person that's not the creator of the show to direct an episode. Mm. Yeah, so it's a shame he'll never watch those episodes. But Nope. Ah, oh, man, that's great, because, man, Ryan Johnson and Breaking Bad, that really is my chocolate and peanut butter. Of yeah. That's like if Steven Spielberg was like, eh, I'll do an episode of, what's, like, oh, Mad Men? Uh, that would be just fucking weird. I'm trying to think of anything like, oh, Star Steven Trek. Spielberg's like, yeah, Steven Spielberg's like, I guess I'll make one of them Star Wars. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I'm bored. What else am I doing this week? Zack Snyder is slash oh, speaking of which. making a standalone Star Wars movie inspired by the Seven Samurai. I can't even finish typing this scent. <laughs> no yeah this this is pretty old news even at this point yeah so the, well it came out at the beginning of the week yeah, and the it rumor... kind of went back and forth as to whether or not it was legit news or not yeah i can't i you know what everyone's assuming this was a fake or a hoax i'm sure that there's something about this going on i'm wondering if maybe they late like leaked this news to see what fanboy reaction might be to something like this mm-hmm. because i mean it's a great idea for a movie a standalone star wars movie based off the seven samurai yeah that could be awesome could be awesome maybe yeah. awesome don't give it to Zack snyder no, though uh, calamity john did make the point of saying uh, what a star wars film that's style over substance <laughs> oh no. yeah i know <laughs> but, well, you know it would be all half slow motion and yeah. It would just be a whole bunch of fucking... It wouldn't be the dumbest thing to happen to Star Wars. It would be Wars. 300 with lightsabers. At least that's it'd all be pretty. It really would be. But, like, that's a great idea. Who would you... Get Ryan Johnson? <laughs> um, I mean, also, like, you, if it was Seven Samurai, you'd have to have the Seven... You'd have to have the Samurai... Uh, the Jedi fighting other lightsaber-wielding kind of people. So you mm-hmm. have, like, sword fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how far in the future Star Wars is going to take place where you've got, like... like so supposedly this will take place in the future of Star right. Wars, like you know, after the events of like the, right. the original trilogy. So I guess this would take, have to take place like maybe a thousand years in the future, mm-hmm. so that like the Jedi are so established that there are just like disenfranchised random Jedi floating around that have to be recruited to fight against like I guess like invading armies of the Sith or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I mean, it could be cool. I mean, 
Star Wars is just Kurosawa with lightsabers anyway. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, not with not, not with him. It could only be worse if they got like Brett Ratner or somebody to direct. <sighs> the well, next, the funny thing is, they were talking about how the guy who read the, who helped write the original Star Wars movies that he was working on movies. Uh, working on writing movies that weren't part of the main trilogy. I wonder if this is one of the projects he was going to write and maybe Zack Snyder was going to direct. I don't know. Well, anyway, so news came out that this is supposedly a hoax, but I'm wondering if there isn't more truth to this than, than Lucasfilm and Zack Snyder are claiming. Because like, something like this doesn't go out there on a whim like that and turn out to be completely fake. I'm sure there's some kind of germ of truth to this. But... I don't know, Bill. It's the internet. <laughs> Zack Snyder didn't necessarily come out and say, no, this is not happening. He was like, these rumors are false. But like, what else is he working on right now? He's working. He's working on a, a Superman movie. Well, and he that, that in six months. If that movie does well, they want him on it for a, for a sequel. Because they owe him so. He owes Warner Brothers a he... shit ton of money for Sunker Punch. Oh really? Like, Sunker Punch bombs. He's enslaved like, Warner Brothers. Like, anyway, how did Zack Snyder get so big? Three hundred. Three hundred made billions of dollars. I am an ardent defender of three hundred and how stupid I, that yeah, movie is. Yeah, I think three hundred was self-aware. Three hundred is me. perfect in its stupidity. Three hundred goes out the other around the other side and yeah. becomes a beautiful thing. So yeah, I'm not hating Zack Snyder just out of hand just because oh, he's no. not cool enough for Star Wars. But like, I never saw Watchmen. I thought Sucker Punch was beyond tolerant. Watchmen has some interesting parts. The, the opening, the opening credit scene, which is fantastic. I don't credit. I don't. I don't. I. I mean, I gotta. It, I don't envy anybody who has to make a Watchmen adaptation. Yeah. So. But, yeah. The next Die Hard will be rated R. For, rumbled me tummy. For Russia. For Russia. I, I said that was. <laughs> you know, became old that Russia. Are you gonna go see that in theaters? Yes, it comes out on Valentine's a big Day. Die Hard. Oh my yeah. My wife. That's my wife and I. Valentine's Day. Last Valentine's Day. That is like a boss battle for you and Foley's dating simulator. Is <laughs> Valentine's Day. Die Hard. Go home. New sex toys. Let's go crazy. Last Valentine's Day, we played the Mass Effect Three demo. This oh, yeah? Valentine's Day, we're playing. We're watching Die Hard. We're having a. We're having a thing happening here. Has Mass Effect Three almost been out for that, like a year now? Yeah. We should do a one-year anniversary. Nope. It'll, nope. Be like, it'll be like it'll be like the first 9/11 after 9/11. All black armbands. The Weinstein 21 Company recalled NECA's <laughs> line of Django Unchained dolls in light of recent protests that dolls about slavery were more than a little fucked up. Yeah. So were they dolls or were they figurines, Bill? They were being called figurines. But look, they're fucking dolls with like their 12-inch GI Joe dolls. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. these weren't just action figures. They were like big. Like if you bought one of these, it'd be like yeah. the size of a shoebox. Because I would totally buy like a, a figurine of Django, like in his green. That's coat what it essentially was. But like, like pose, like he's about to draw well, his fuck gun. That. I don't or want something. him in his little Lord Fauntleroy outfit. <laughs> But no, it was it was kind of like the big clumsy dolls where it's like kind of the big twelve inch with like real fabric clothes that don't. So you fit could right. take off his clothes and see his whipped so. back. But the idea that the only the only white person you could buy was Christoph Waltz, and the rest are just I like buy Christoph Waltz. We're like all black. The idea that you're buying like slave Samuel Jackson for like <laughs> what's the cheapest price for slave Samuel Jackson? Uh, you know one thing I read. Um, uh, I read someone's critique. Um, of Django Unchained, uh-huh. and one thing I wasn't conscious of, though, now that they pointed out, it's obvious, was uh, that Christoph Waltz is the voice of white guilt in that movie. I never yeah. really thought about it. Well, that's and it's kind of awesome that he kill is the one who kill. Uh, well, he does. He spoiler. Uh, he is an agent of vengeance in that movie himself. There, did I scared away for the spoiler? Probably yeah. not. It's a terrible job. <laughs> you got you right up to the curb and kind of bumped <laughs> up and then drove away. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't think of that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's. Well, that's interesting with that character being from Europe. 
Yeah. Like he's he's an outsider looking in. A little bit like well, Jango has is the perspective. From, from the bottom looking up. Yeah. Yeah. He they are both they both have the perspective of someone who's not embroiled in the middle of it and has been grown up. I'm kind of curious to see what that movie would have been like if uh if Tarantino hadn't met Christoph Waltz and if if it would have been just like an American white guy at the start of that movie or like what? Cuz I think I think John his Travolta. relationship with Christoph Waltz really Form the basis of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, even though like he's not the even though Christoph Waltz is not the main character, he is kind of like is he's, he's the voice of the white guy. Yeah, kinda like yeah, kind of guiding Django. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Dead yeah. Island Zombie Torso. Bill says we're not going to talk about this. <sighs> all we know, just go to Jen Frank's Twitter feed. <laughs> That's all you really need. Oh man. So are you still following Jen Frank? Yeah. Because you just started following her last week, Oh, what's great is that, so this is the best part. So there's this lady, awesome lady called Jen Frank on Twitter. Two N's. Two N's. And she, I started following her the day before this zombie torso thing. Yeah, yeah. On the day the zombie torso (laughs) thing was announced, she tweeted easily 450 times. Yeah. I still well, but then she like uh, she collected all of her tweets into one big page of just here's all my thoughts about yeah. this. Because she just tweeted about this well, guy named to- Torso. No, I mean I don't want to even make it sound like she's crazy. She's no, completely no. justified being angry. But she, she had would, a lot of great. She was the voice of everyone who was upset about this. Where yeah. like she was saying everything that needed to be said about this. Yeah, and... that's why I feel like we don't need to say anything. <sighs> well, people who don't know video game stuff, we should probably so, explain yeah. what this. Well, take a step back. Was. Speaking of collector's edition, they announced the UK and Australian collector's edition of the next Dead Island game. Dead Island was a zombie game that no one cared about came until out a couple they, years ago yeah until they came out with a trailer that just kind of blew everybody away and then everybody cared well dead island well i had this trailer where that well dead island was a uh, zombie game that takes place on a resort island mm-hmm. and so the trailer was this is before any kind of gameplay details of the game had come out but the trailer yeah. was it, it's like a family like on a, a resort s- being attacked by zombies yeah and it's like the dad trying to protect the daughter and it's funny because that's motion. a little bit like that kind of like uh it's almost a little bit like everyone was like, "Oh my god, that could be an amazing game trying to protect your family during a zombie apocalypse." And, then it, and it has kind of like dynamics, which actually became a big thing of The Walking Dead. Yeah. And so everyone was like, "Oh, this could be an amazing game." And of course, when the uh, when Dead Island is finally revealed, it's just the first person just shooting zombies, just mindless yeah. kind of like hack and slash game, or like beating zombies to death with like crowbars and shit. So like it was that. a game that was successful because of its marketing. Let's yeah. be honest. No, it was a brilliant stroke of marketing. Yeah, trying to make you think the game's going to be something that's not. So the the marketing geniuses this time decided that for the UK and Australia collector's edition of Dead Rising, you could get... Or uh, the sequel to the the, the, the Dead, uh, Dead Island. Oh, it should be yeah. Dead Island, excuse me. You would get a zombie bait statue. This is the worst part, was that it was called zombie bait. Well, it's not, yeah. But they, they explained why, but still. It's called zombie bait. It is a beautiful woman. With big old titties and big old butt. It's really more just a pair of tits with a torso attached. Her, her, her arms, legs, and head have been chopped off. She is clad in a Union Jack bikini. And she is just there on a post to lure zombies. The weird thing is that she's cut off right at the vagina, too. So it's not like she's just like a, like a, like a whole torso. She's cut off like right at the cooter so you could like place her flat on a table. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I could see if she were life-size... And you could say, Bill. well, I've got a life-size, well, I could use that as a really weird pillow, waka waka really waka. Really, You said that it was to scale? What? That's your first comment <laughs> of the torso statue? I had a, bo- a, I had a boner scale. at first, and then when I saw it was only like one six scale, I was like, oh man, they screwed this up. Uh, I mean, I had a real hard time putting my penis in there's already so many holes in this. Uh, my penis is small enough I can still have sex okay, with a one to six scale uh, 
the woman's plastic torso. So no, but yeah, so like not as a little, like well, at first I thought maybe it was life size, some kind of weird like big ass statue. But no, it's like it's essentially if you took a Barbie doll, ripped off its arms and legs. And slathered it in blood and said, hey, yeah. guys, this is the reason why you want to pre-order this game. Yeah. And it's called Zombie Bait because, like, you can't, like, some people were like, oh, well, maybe it's just a zombie that's been ripped apart by other zombies. No, it's called Zombie Bait because it was a living woman who had her arms and legs and head cut off to be used as zombie bait. That's what it looks like because she's not zombified at all she's other than having torso. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So the, 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 the marketers came out with a press release and said that she is a zombie. That's what they said. And that she's dead after... Uh, uh, she has yeah, been deceased after a zombie did apocalypse. You play, did you but play, it's called zombie bait. It's called zombie bait. Did you play Dead, dead Island? No. So they they claim... I don't know if this is true. That in the game, you could chop off... You could make them. That was something from the game. You That's could, what they implied. Oh, no. But in, 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 in the text for this thing was like... Yeah, this has been cut off like what you do to zombies in the game. Yes. But it's a living They're woman. like doing that to make as an excuse. It's like, well, you do it in the game, so it's fine. But it's, it's called zombie it's, bait. It's called they can't zombie work bait. around the fact they called it zo- which it's a zombie bait, but by definition, has to have been a freshly killed yeah. living person. But, not someone yeah. who's been turned into a zombie and then had been fucked up. She's not as... Oh my god. Having a That's beautiful so fucking woman weird. be an object for you to use. The fact they're like, saying, hey guys, this... Yeah, the fact... The thing that... Just, the thing we hope you get enough, big of enough of boner to want to pre-order this game. Yeah, just the idea of, like, this hot, fresh woman who's been cut up, freshly dismembered, and you want to put this... They were saying, this will make a delightful conversation piece. Yes, it is a thing and did you see the, Did you see the picture someone did of, like, it was an Ikea living room? <laughs> where everything's all perfect and beautiful <laughs> and, like, responsible adult, except right next to the TV. There's, like, a little six-inch dismembered torso right next to the TV. It says, well, have, you, have fun with that conversation. You know what was the best part of the whole thing, though, is it's going down? Of yeah. course, all the defense came out and said you wouldn't be objecting if it was a man right because that's the asshole response and this is great because then there was someone's description of the man statue it's like no no no, don't worry it's tasteful he's got a speedo on you can only see this bare sliver of side nut (laughs) (laughs) side nut is my favorite word right now Man, you want to—you wouldn't be in it, laughing at side nut if you ever accidentally sat on your balls, and then <laughs> everything true. becomes side nut. Side nut is all not. Yeah, I still for can't me. believe the guys who are just like you—you've got the—you've got the assholes who just willfully trolling people with the yeah. what if it was a guy thing versus the guys who are legitimately Asperger's y kind of just don't understand the power dynamics between men and women throughout history as yeah. to why this would be fucked up, and it's just. Um, and then other people were, like, complaining about how no one else should complain about this because then you're just, like, raising the profile of this game. Yeah. And that's not a justification for not complaining. You should still be able that's to complain about thing. this stuff. It's like there's a whole, but, no, all press is good press sort of thing. But, but they have, even if they, well, they have the thing, like, like the day they announced this, uh, they came back, like, four hours later saying, oh, we regret doing this. They didn't say they but weren't going to yeah, do exactly. it. Exactly. They did not say they're not going to sell that goddamn thing. Yeah. They just said, well, this maybe was a PR mistake. Yeah. And so it's entirely possible that like when this game comes out, like later this summer or whenever the hell it comes out, that, that goddamn zombie bait torso is still in the package. And But even if, if for some reason they decided to recall that and never distribute any of these zombie torsos they've made – Whatever money they spent on those zombie torsos that just end up in a landfill somewhere, they have they've bought enough. They've bought enough, uh, not like uh, exposure for the game that 
it's there's no Ugh. way you can really kind of it just cracks me up it's, the it's, first it's kind game, of depressing the first game got all this press for this really compelling trailer that had no reflection on the game yeah and then the second game gets a lot of press for this weird collector's edition tie-in that has nothing to do with the game it's like it's like if it's, it's like you know it's yeah. like if a game about world war ii came out and the first trailer is like schindler's list and you find out, oh no, it's actually just like Medal of Honor. Or I like whatever. the idea of like the next Call of Duty game. There's like this is the first Call of Duty game that goes back to Civil or to World War II. Yeah. Friends, here's the trailer, and then it just goes dark at E3 or whatever, and then they just show Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> but if a sequel comes out, everyone's well, it wasn't quite Schindler's List. But I don't know what they're kind of doing at that E3 presentation, but whatever. And the sequel comes out, and what's included in the game. Is Anne Frank's severed torso with a big hole in it saying, stop fuck it, me. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I'm going to go like, to the next point now. I'm no. sad now. Disney Infinity. Who published that game? Who makes Dead, Dead Island? Island? It's a tiny little Whose dev. Whose thumbs do we have to crush? <laughs> Whose thumbs? Whose <laughs> eyes do we jam our thumbs into for that goddamn <laughs> no. thing? Jen Frank, though, you're my goddamn hero. Jen I feel Frank's bad. Amazing. I didn't even tweet or anything about that. Just Jen Frank, she took the wheels from the entire... She took the... She took the uh, the, the handlebars from the entire internet and just drove that conversation <laughs> to where it needed to go. Exactly. God half, bless her. Towards the end of that day, half the tweets I saw from people online were like, I have nothing to say about the zombie island thing that Jen Frank has not said all day long. Exactly. And that said better. Yeah, she completely justified being angry, though. Well so, done, Jen Frank. Oh, man. Disney Infinity. Skylanders meets Minecraft meets Little Big Planet, but starring all your favorite Disney Pixar characters. Holy crap. Did you see what the pre-order bonus for this is? It's Go Buzz Lightyear's it, uh-huh. torso, yeah. uh-huh. but he's been ripped apart because he's an action figure. Uh-huh. But he's a man. Are you upset? <laughs> I mean, still got big tits. <laughs> <laughs> Those tits look so fake on that torso. Uh... I can see it was natural tits. That's I thought. Well, that's that's the you know you know I am a male. When the first thing is I'm upset because that that Dead Island torso wasn't life size. P.S. And then the tits are too fake looking. <laughs> The first two things I'm thinking of. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess that could be a bad taste. What? I, Disney, I mean, them doing a Skylanders-like thing is the smartest thing they can do. Isn't it like trans, what's the word? Not trans Oh, platform. don't you get the trans people upset at us. Trans media in that, isn't it like, can't, isn't it an iOS app too? Isn't I mean, it like dinosaur. fucking everything? Bill. Who's the T-Rex Bill. Toy Story? Hey, Bill, don't. Don't make trans jokes. Don't do it. I'm just saying. Bill. He doesn't realize his arms are as well. Hey, Bill. What? Do you know what's really fun? Making fun of minimized people who are already dealing with prejudice every day of their lives. <sighs> Bill. Pick on rich white guys, okay. Bill. Okay? <laughs> there you go. I'm not making fun of trans people. You just you just a trans. Trans America is my favorite airline. I meant like transmedia. Isn't it like a isn't there like a fucking iOS eight like I'll, There's going to be a I, cartoon. I was about to say an iOS AR app, and then I'm going to kill myself <laughs> for those words I'm coming out of my phone mouth. So I called 911. I think my friend Annie just had a stroke. The iOS AR app. Uh, no, but no, well, I mean, it's all like characters and stuff from different movies. And stuff. I think I'm it's sure smart there's going to be cartoons and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, no one knows if the gameplay is going to be oh, any. No. Well, that's the funny thing. It's not it, be the point. Everyone's focused on the point that it's just going to be a video game that mixes like all of Disney's shit together. I'm sure there's eventually going to be Star Wars characters. I'm yeah. sure there's going to be Marvel comic book characters mixed into this thing. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's supposed to be uh, 
a cross-platform game, so I guess you can play the PC version with Xbox 360 people, mm-hmm. and I guess there's going to be an iOS something. I don't yeah. know if it's going to be a fully-fledged game, or if it's just going to be something that's just kind of like a satellite mini-game. I mini think I saw game. a clip of it, and it was like an AR. It was like an, like you, you would point your your phone at it or whatever, and then yeah. you would see on the screen the characters dance. But everyone's just talking about how ambitious the, the scope of the game is from a licensing perspective, but no one's yeah. really talking about what you do in the game. Like, what no, is the game? Is it just a platformer? It's a kid's game. Uh, well, the, 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 the developers of this game... It's thing with a lot of mini-games. The developers of this game, they're the ones who made the Toy Story 3 game a couple of years ago, which mm-hmm. everyone lauded for being... Like, I guess there was a, like, a campaign that was based off the plot of Toy Story 3, but then there mm-hmm. was a toy box mode where you could just kind of like build your own stages and have all the characters kind of fuck around with, you, with each other. Oh, it was like a cute. non-linear, just like, yeah, toy box, just kind of like just fucking with elements. Almost sounded like Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that, that sounds like if you're going to get anyone to make a big Disney, kind of like big Little Big Planet style kind of game, yeah. that's, that's the company that do it. Do so, it. yeah, who knows how good the actual game will be. I'm sure they'll have a bazillion chance to improve on it as the next 10 Disney Infinity games come out over the course of the next yeah. big console generation. But, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I like, I think we're, everyone's going to probably own a copy of this game someday, eventually. Just because there's going to be so much hype over this. You're a Star Wars fan, and you find out, like, you could play as, like, R2-D2. You're like, oh, I can play as I refuse to buy a game. I'm trying to think if, before I even say this, I'm trying to think <laughs> if this is not true. <laughs> I refuse to buy a game that you have to buy other things to make it work. I'm not going to buy a video game where I have to go the buy the action, action figures, figures. But you got to go buy other ones to unlock other characters. That's the whole to. point of Sky. Yeah, you, you just have to. Have get, you have to. to be sated with, like, I've only got Soli. And... Like, DLC to a point. I, well, that's what this is. It's DLC that comes in an action figure. <laughs> Although it's it seems pretty expensive because I think the action figures. Did you see what the pricing is on this? No. One action figure costs, like, $12. Mm. But if you get, like, an action figure. Is. Ah, you see. I'm also kind of skewed because back in the day when I was a kid, like Star Wars American figures, I, like I, Star Wars action figures were only a couple bucks. So I yeah. think twelve dollars now. I'm like, holy shit. Maybe that isn't that bad compared to other stuff these I days. I mean, twelve dollars—that's but... not much for a toy. I mean, really. <sighs> but especially for a licensed toy, it would be kind of cool to essentially have represent- representations of all your characters from that game I was gonna up say, on the shelf. As we're just talking about collect- collectors' editions and bullshit. <laughs> it's like that's uh, basically yeah, what we it can't is. make too much fun about Disney yeah, Infinity. But I don't know. There's just something about DLC to some degree. I don't know. It's because this is not just DLC. It sounds like you this you are right in saying this is a game that is made of DLC. Yeah. You do get a core couple like worlds that you can play around in, but like you're not going to be able to like enjoy anything else that anyone else is doing unless you buy the same figure. Because I think I've talked have. about this in the past, right? I can't think of a single piece of DLC that I found to be ew, like totally non-optional. Like like I felt like Minerva's some of the Den? everyone says Minerva's Den. I is love the whole Minerva's Den, but Minerva's Den too. is not. I meant like it's part. Excuse me, DLC that is part of a whole. Yeah. Like for example, additional missions for Mass Effect. Well, everyone's. Like, this is kind of the funny thing too, because everyone when when DLC was first really kind of announced in the console space, everyone was like, "Oh, it's just a matter of time where all like games are just DLC. There's no core game that you're adding to. It's just the whole game is just piecemeal. This is it." Yeah. This is a game. That and iOS. They have announced. That's what this yeah, is. Yeah, but iOS is a little bit different because a like, game will be free or up to like a dollar or two. So if you're spending an extra couple bucks just to add to that, you're not you're not out of pocket. This is true. It's not like sixty, eighty. This $100. is well, yeah, for like the Unless core game, Square Enix game. The core game costs eighty dollars because it's sixty dollars for the software, and then Seriously? you're getting three figures. Yeah, exactly. And then you're getting three figures on top of that. Well, and if it's on the Xbox or whatever, there's got to be hardware involved with that too. Something that can read your little devices, unless it's that's somehow connect come, enabled. I'm sure that's got to come with the, with the eighty dollar bundle. Yeah. Because yeah, because yeah, you're gonna have to need an action figure IR reader. Um, 
but yeah, this is a game. Yeah, yeah, like you'll be able to play for like maybe like like an hour or two with whatever's actually on the disc. But yeah, I mean, this is this this is where it starts. Where a game, you'll spend sixty dollars in a game, and it is just the starter pack essentially. Yeah. Nope. This is gonna be the console generation where multiplayer gets split out from single player, and there'll be two separate sixty dollars games you'll have to buy. You'll spend half. Which spend I'd a... enjoy because then I don't I don't buy the multiplayer anyway, so then I don't have to worry about that crap. I wouldn't mind that if like say the next Call of Duty came out and they just had the multiplayer separately for thirty bucks. Mm. I would be all over that like white on rice. But I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they take the advantage to like it's not gonna be thirty dollars for each. It's at least gonna be like forty five dollars for a mm -hmm. piece. So if you want that whole experience you were getting previously for sixty bucks, you're gonna have to spend like ninety or something. Mm. Like they'll find find a way to make extra money out of that even though they come out even if they come out and say oh well we're just splitting a, a multiplayer from single player just to just just to provide a, like a modular value to our customers i mean you can argue that they're halfway there with the whole online pass they kind of are exactly yeah, yeah. That's not... and with the with the new consoles coming in this is a perfect chance a perfect time for them to come up with the excuse of like okay well this is now how game distribution is going to work digitally from from now on so We'll see what happens, but yeah. Disney announced release dates for a crop of films. The next Muppet movie for next March. Captain America Winter Soldier next April. Maleficent, the live-action prequel to Sleeping Beauty starring Angelina Jolie, I no idea will that come was out still next July. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy next August. Brad Bird's 1952 next December. And Pirates of the Caribbean 5 coming July 2015. Is that four or five movies they got coming out next year? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Wait, no, next August. Do you mean, when you say next, do you mean this All coming? Oh, yeah, 2014. Oh, in 2014, yeah, that's Yeah, that's well, that's what I meant, like, next year's, like, the, yeah. yeah, and then Pirates of the Caribbean 5. I can't believe they're up to five Pirates of the Caribbean movies now. Have there been four? Yeah, well, they came out with that fourth one, like, oh, a year or two right. ago that no one liked. Oh, movies. Oh, God, so, well, Guardians of the Galaxy, which is funny, because that's supposed to be out, of, like, just barely less than a year and a half now. They still not, 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 not did they announce it? I can't believe they... Is it James Gunn? Yeah, it's James Gunn. They, like, I can't believe a guy who made a trauma film is making the next Disney-owned Why Marvel not? He's movie. buddies with Joss Whedon, and if yeah. you're going against the Avengers, I mean, that's... He broke Jenna Fisher's heart. I know, and then she broke her back. By falling down the stairs. Uh, Did you right. not watch The Office this week? No, I don't watch The Office anymore. Did you watch The You didn't see The Office last week where Pam got lice and gave everyone else lice? <laughs> no, Bill, I stopped watching The Office a couple years ago. <laughs> Pam with lice is hilarious. Oh, and I only started watching The Office recently, so the character Erin, do you know her? Is it, yeah, she's played she's by She's relatively Bet, right? new. She's fucking hilarious. She's super cute, too. But She'd be cuter if she were a life-sized piece of plastic. <laughs> Square Enix continues to flush the Final <laughs> Fantasy brand Enix down the toilet. Enix are kind for laughing at jokes about your kind being used your as sex kind. toys. That's right. Your kind. With the new iOS game called Final Fantasy, All the Bravest, a $4 game with a tutorial that is supposed to be almost impossible to beat unless you spend extra money to buy more characters to help fight for you. Yeah. Isn't this a $4 game that if you buy all the DLC for it, it's $125? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what I heard? And supposedly, like, there's no gameplay. All it is, it's... Essentially, like a battle from an old 8 bit uh, Final Fantasy game. Yeah. Where it's just, you're, you're fighting old 8 bit Final Fantasy bosses. I guess maybe 16 bit. And on the other side of the screen, you just, instead of having a, par a party of four characters, that's like 40 characters. Mm -hmm. Except the only in gameplay is you tap on the bad guy to make the characters, make your characters attack the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And if the bad guy strikes back, all your guys die in one hit. So there's no, like, strategy, there's no health potions, there's no trying to figure out which guys are going to take which turns, like, different guys don't have different stats or anything what? like that. Um, but if you want to unlock 
new characters from like old games that you like because i guess you start off with a whole bunch of just generic troops yeah but if you want to get like the mate like cecil from final fantasy 4 yeah or like you know the the cast from final fantasy 12 you have to buy each one of those characters not even specifically what you do it's essentially a blind like a... box buy oh. so you essentially like throw down to like a dollar or two to blind yeah. box buy and hope hopefully you'll get the character you want. yeah exactly so <laughs> prepare to drop like Maybe twenty dollars to get both the air, and even then, it's just a skin. All he does, he comes in the game, he'll just die with one hit. And supposedly, like, yeah, if you're you're for firing up the demo, um, you can like you almost have to like spend extra money to get extra lives because that's the other thing. Like, uh, you like I think you have three lives. Like, you can get wiped out by you can let your whole team get wiped out like three times in a play session. If they get all wiped out, that's the end of the game. And the only way to get more lives. Is either wait till the next day to play the game again, or like you have to spend money on extra lives, and it's almost impossible to get past any of the bosses without extra lives that you Jesus. buy. And so it's 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 it is specifically designed from the ground up to just to be a money grinding machine. Yeah, well, at the end of the boss battle, though, you have a really explicit sex scene, so that helps. Oh, but that's that's good. <laughs> that's that's man. You have to pay five dollars unlock titties. <laughs> Should be thinking you should be able to call and calm down like Shiva with her big ice titties to come down like titty drop oh, on Bahamut God. or something Video like that. Games. Video games, man, you're killing me here. According to bleedingcool.com, Dark Horse's version of Hyrule Historia has over 150,000 pre orders and is set to potentially become the highest grossing comic publication of the year. There's never going to be another Kingdom Hearts game, is there? There is. There's going to be one on the DS like really? in two days or something. Because if Disney is doing this Disney Infinity shit, why would they license any more their characters to Square? Any more of them? I mean, to be fair, I think Square Enix they keep making Kingdom Hearts games, but I no, don't they think... haven't made. Well, maybe the handheld, but they haven't. Yeah, the, the rest the of the console came since of... two. But I mean, yeah. they've made a lot of handheld. Games. That's where they've gone an entire console generation without a brand new uh, console, console games. Got the way they make console games is fucking expensive. And they got to be kicking themselves though, thinking like. They could have had the opportunity to do something like Disney Infinity with, like... They kind of did. They kind of did a little bit, but, like... I'm just saying, I got to summon, like, Peter Pan and have him lay the SmackDown <laughs> on Jafar. There was never a Disney Robin Hood world, was there? There was not. Oh. There was not. Could, did any of those characters ever show up at all? No. Oh, that's a shame. Way too low. And you got Tron. You got black and white Mickey and shit, but never yep. like Disney's Robin Hood. You got it, friend. Maybe Man. maybe on the 18th like edition of Disney Infinity or whatever it is. Oh, that, well, it seems like this, yeah, Disney Infinity. You'll be eventually able to play. I'll buy my little figurines. I'll be the dumbass who just buys a figurine and doesn't buy a game. <laughs> oh, so yeah, anyway, Hy- Hyrule Historia. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, uh, Hyrule Historia is over $150,000. No, 150,000 uh, pre-orders. Uh, Bleeding Cool is suggesting it may, uh, by default, become the bis- biggest-selling, like, not comic book, but comic industry-related publication this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, I guess, 150,000 pre-orders is a lot for these days for the comic book. Yeah. Industry. Well, I mean, when you think about it, I think the average, I think one of, like, the best-selling comic book pamphlets every month are barely getting in. The, I, I'm totally talking out of my ass. Not I want to say it's like it's no. I think it's like a hundred thousand oh. dollars or hundred thousand copies is really? insane. I just assume they like at least the most popular ones are like trading in the multiple millions. Because no. I, yeah. I, I look at I'm video talking about games. floppies. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, what I'm about... that's what I'm talking about too. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure that floppies you... are cheap enough. I just four bucks, know. man. That's a that's a Square Enix iOS game. 
It's true. And That's you don't a need frappuccino extra... from yeah. Starbucks, man. I need my four dollars. Yeah, comic industry is fucked up. Well, it's always been small potatoes. Potatoes. It's just that we live in this bubble of people who read comics and who know about comics. Yeah. But even you, Bill, how many comics do you buy a month? And you're in. You're in the last year. I have bought upwards of. I was gonna say other than the whatever I bought at Stumptown Comics time, Fest last weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Oh, speaking of comics that we will buy. Oh yeah. Uh, the new Benign Kingdom Kickstarter, which went up, uh, featuring Emily Carroll. They're doing an Emily. I Carroll like show. her. Yeah, she okay. No, Benign Kingdom is great. They is do. Is there a torso that comes with? <laughs> uh, a lizard lady torso, perhaps a satyr. <laughs> No, um, the Nine Kingdom... Lesbian bait, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> the Nine Kingdom is actually a really smart thing. It's uh, the brainchild of, I, w- I want to say it's Yuko and Anath, who do um, Johnny Wander, and George Rohack, who's one of the... He's money oh, guy. George Rohack, we like yeah, that guy. he's a good egg. Anyway, they a couple of years ago, they started this Nine Kingdom thing where they went to four artists... And they published an art book by them, and they did a Kickstarter. But the thing is, is to, at the Kickstarter, if you do a lower level, you randomly get one of the four books. Yeah. So to get... Oh, didn't they just... Their last Kickstarter was a couple months ago? Like, was it their, like, their um, fall Kickstarter, and this is their spring one? I think they've done... This is the third one they've done. I'm not sure. I was going to sure. say, because, yeah, because I remember looking I at the last Kickstarter. I know they're just mailing kinda... the last one. Hmm. But yeah, I actually, what's nice is they just opened, I don't know if they just opened, but they also opened a Shopify shop where you can go buy the old Oh, that's a good idea. So you actually have, you a... have to buy, you have to pay more to get the one you want. Like I just threw that's down for idea, um, yeah. Yuko's art book because she's a great artist and yeah. um, Anthony Clark who does Nedroid, who's delightful. And uh, that's coming in the mail. But yeah, no, uh, it's Emily Carroll. Do you know Carroll. how much their target is? Like not too much? Like maybe... uh, they, are, they made it on the first day. I want to say it was like 10 Oh, okay. Grams. So yeah, they can keep on kind of doing this. It'll be yeah. like a regular oh, schedule. Oh, it's, they, they do it Just the regularly. idea of, of Kickstarters being on a regular schedule is kind of interesting. I yeah. mean, granted though, if it's Kickstarting regular publication. And the thing is, again. is that it's also um, different artists each time. So you're not necessarily saturating that market. Like I've never thrown down for a kick, one of their Kickstarters before, even though I've liked some of the artists involved. Was Emily Carroll not involved in the other Kickstarters? No, each time's different artists. Oh, that's I the thought, whole point of Benign Kingdom. Oh, I thought maybe like maybe like they were just switching out like one or two artists out of the four. Oh no, involved. like the first one was um what's his name uh who does Rice Boy. Oh okay. Uh, that guy. Oh, that's and, extra interesting. Then. Like yeah. Yuko and uh, I can't remember, but yeah, they 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 cycle oh. out new artists every time. It's actually a great way to feature new artists. How long is the comic? It's not a comic. It's an art book. Oh, it's just not. Oh, so okay, it's so like, it's, there's no narrative. It's just doodles. It's art. Yeah. It's just doodles, says Bill. I, the terrible thing with me is, like, that sounds even better because I love pretty... Especially yeah. Emily, I love Emily Carroll's comics, yeah. but I would love, like, Emily Carroll pinups. She yeah. does great illustrations, too. Like, exactly. Oh, fuck. And, yeah, I, I'm really... Actually, I'm really excited to get the Yuko and, and um, Anthony Clark. I don't know who those other people... I'll buy this for just Emily Carroll. She's, <laughs> well, they her. were from prior Benign Kingdoms. How is she not designing everything? <laughs> Oh, Said I have Bill. to design a stone town poster. Do you think I can make her draw? <laughs> she, no, I, it's funny to have a friend who is also just happens to be one of your favorite artists too. Because mm-hmm. Emily Carroll is just fucking amazing. Yeah, she's really great. I love her lesbian lizard goat people. <laughs> I say I'm I'm dead serious. Oh, I beat Kentucky Routes Euro last night too. Oh, did you? Speaking of what lesbian lizard people. <laughs> No, I, was, I was just thinking, I kind of thinking about magical realism kind of yeah. stuff. For some reason, Emily Carroll's the comics got me thinking about that. That game kind of ends abruptly. It's the first of like five episodes. But it kicked me out. I thought there was an error with the game because <laughs> there's no like nothing tell you that you beat the game. It's just like something Doesn't happens. Doesn't it say and it end go, of Act One? No, not my game. 
I went back. I did the thing with the TV, and then you see the truck go into yeah. the forest. And you find out where where the entry to the route zero. Yeah, is. and just boop. Like it just cut. Like no no like credits or thanks for playing. It just nope. like the the executable just stops. Yep. And I was like, well, that's a game. <laughs> no, that is a very cool little ghost story of a game. Yeah, I enjoyed. Kind Contact of underwhelmed with the first episode because I didn't realize it was only going to be like forty five minutes long. It's, too. it's I mean, not it's very not much. long. Yeah. I mean, but it's still it's it's it doesn't it's, need to be much. It's nicely for me. spooky and stuff. I just liked I like the atmosphere. Well, of that you game. warned me last week because I had paid for the uh, the whole season, yeah. which comes with the soundtrack. At least it was at least the soundtrack for the first episode. I'm assuming as every episode comes out. You get the soundtrack for that, mm-hmm. yeah. for those the specific episodes. Uh, there's a blue song on yeah, the soundtrack, which you told me not to listen to, and I'm glad I didn't. Because yeah. It's not a huge spoiler or anything like that. No, but it's, but it's nice like little... the way it, it comes to you is very it's satisfying. A, yeah, exactly. It's a nice little piece of Did you turn off the lights in the mine? I told you to do that. I did in parts. Why? What happens? What if did you, I miss? If you do, when you're leaving the mine, if you turn off the lights, here, I'm going to cover the microphone because I'm going to spoil it. Yeah. You turn off, you see the ghosts of the dead miners. Oh, I didn't see that. It's super fucking spooky. Because I was trying off... to solve a puzzle. Oh, you know, I was turning off you lights at the it... turntable, not at the exit. No, when you're actually leaving, it's fucking spooky as balls. Like, right at the exit? Yeah. What if you go, like. Well, like when, when I was going down, did you explore the whole mine first? Yeah, I went, I, yeah. I went through all three paths, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you, then that if you're was leaving. Spooky when you get the tape recorder of the scene yeah. too Ooh. see at kentucky route zero i just liked it i had heard people criticize it for one reason or other but i just oh, think it's, it's a fun as a slice of atmosphere it's fantastic exactly yeah. you don't get that sort of shit in video games i turned off the lights and everything in this room oh, while I was nice. playing it, so i like perfect like nighttime it reminded darkness. me a lot of full, full throttle because full throttle was the first video game i've ever played that actually gave me a sense of place and atmosphere yeah I you know I'm sure if I replayed Full Throttle now it won't be half as atmospheric or evocative as I remember it to mm-hmm. be but it reminded me of that and then it just made me feel like there's more to this world than I know and can see yeah and just really and it it, it was so beautiful well too. it's interesting because like I thought like just from a mechanical point of view I thought it was interesting that you have conversations with people who you get to choose their part of half the conversation too which yeah. is kind of like comes out of nowhere I was confused at first I was like wait what the hell did I kill like and like when you're having a conversation with yourself as <laughs> yeah. It can be a little confusing sometimes, but that, that was that was yeah, kind of. And I want to go home and, and replay that game right now. Which you could while on the toilet, Kentucky essentially. If you have a really long bowel movement. Was there anyone performing in the mine when you went? Performing? There, you find there's a performance space in the mine. No. I want to go back and replay it because like I think there's like a way. I think or? there's a way for you to do things so that there's. See, that's kind of curious. I'd like to go back and like, yeah. Because I accidentally, oh, I like, don't know. I kind of want to, yeah. I want to go back and and revisit scenario, revisit places after I've done, the, yeah, uh, completed the objective there. Because at least I accidentally redid one area the the first time I played and I stopped playing three quarters of the way through and I saw a character that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. Oh, okay. And when I finished it the second time through with Foley, I realized that that character make him come up in a different way did you shoot the dog anyway, did I shoot the dog i kept on trying to shoot the dog <laughs> there's no option to bill shoot the dog <laughs> bill just shot pointed his gun and his computer screen got really confused when i went working no but yeah like i said just as just as a like flavor atmospheric kind yeah. of slice of just spooky. i thought it was worth seven dollars for the one actually some of my favorite parts pack. of the game in terms of just like atmosphere and stuff too is like when you're on the overworld map yeah kind of going from text. place to place the random places you find where it doesn't yeah. even turn into a graphic version, but the it just turns into a little bit of a text adventure. I love exactly. the church and the office are my two favorite locations of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that church, especially when you go inside. Yeah, yeah. I can't, can't talk about it in detail, but yeah. Zero. 
It's cool. So I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see how much of the story there's ever going to be over the course of five episodes. I don't think or if it's just going to be kind of like connected, just kind of str- random. I or imagine if it's just going to be more of like a random David Lynch kind of like not story, but like kind of just. I imagine we may learn more about our two protagonists, yeah. but I don't think we'll. Otherwise, I imagine it's going to be Weaver very... Marquez or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for all of our listeners, I know there are some. Bless you. There are some number of you who listen to this podcast and don't really play games. Get Kentucky Route Zero. It's it's the first good. episode available for four dollars. The whole season is available for twenty seven. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. This, about is, that. this is funny. It's really funny when we introduce in jokes into a podcast and expect me to listen to. Friends, this was the Boy Howdy podcast. Amazing! No, Andy, we've only been recording for an exactly an hour and a half. Oh my goodness! A new. What else are we going to talk about for two and a half hours to fill it out? I was going to say, I actually am going to be here till six today. What are we going to talk about for the next hour and a half, Bill? I guess we're not talking about balls or torsos. (laughs) Friends, this is the Boy Howdy podcast. I was Annie, and that was Bill. That was Bill in the past behind us all now sorry for breathing and eating in your ear this week boy podcast.com at boy podcast on the twitters howdy at boy podcast you can holler at us use the contact form of the page if you're ever coming through portland we've had nothing but good experiences hanging out with boy howdy listeners bill gets raped <laughs> bill gets raped while annie watches and films it on laughs there's oh. gonna be someone who's a chubby chaser who's just like a violent chubby chaser who's just like i just want to fucking ruin a fat man tonight I shouldn't laugh at your terrible joke. That's I awful. Friends. <laughs> I podcast want the, is Man, garbage. Left 4 Dead 3 comes out that should have a torso of a boomer. A big fat guy. garbage. This is what we do is garbage. And you all are saints for listening to our filth. Oh. Filth. We're going to hell. Talk to y'all next week. We're going to hell. This is the podcast going straight to hell.